going on, guys? Welcome to the Unsportsmanlike Podcast. After an extended break between our AFC draft grades, we're finally getting to the NFC. Sorry for the delay. Look, guys, there's not a lot of football storylines going on, so it's kind of hard. We're uh, big sports guys, so we've been watching a lot of playoff hockey. Yeah. Um, yeah. RIP to the Blues. Once the draft's over, it's kind of hard to stick into football until probably about August is normally when I ramp back up. To be frank, after we cover the uh, NFC draft and what we really think about it, might be a little bit of a hiatus here until yeah, we get Yeah, just a little to, bit, yeah. Just until we get to some uh, preseason football, see what we got well, going on. there's actual news. Exactly. Uh, let's jump right into it. We're going to cover the NFC, um, starting in the north. Uh, just kind of go over the different picks that were made and what we think. Right. We're going to start with the Bears. Da Bears. Sorry. Uh, well, obviously... The Bears might be the team who made the most noise on the first night of the draft, um, making the move from, I believe it was 20 to 11 overall, to stop the slide of Justin Fields. Love uh, it. I absolutely love it for them. They love gave, it. They gave up a first next year, so we'll see what that turns into. or If Justin Fields beats out Andy Dalton, how good the Bears are. Um, but to me, that really shouldn't matter. The big thing here is, look, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are, I mean, they're fighting for their jobs at this point. They needed to take some sort of swing. Um, They struck out on Russell Wilson, apparently. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of other options. And I really like this for him. I really do. Oh, me too. And I think uh, Andy Dalton actually played a big role in them getting Justin Fields for the price that they did. Because they went from a team... That was desperate for a quarterback in the Russell Wilson pursuit to someone who... They might have been in on Deshaun Watson, too, before they kind of cooled off. Right, and that's the thing. You know, you have Andy Dalton, so you can use him to leverage the deal, too. Because it's like, hey, look, we're committed to Andy Dalton as our starter. Whether that's a fan favorite by any means um, or not. But you you become a team that needs a quarterback as opposed to a team that's desperate for a quarterback. Right. So I think that that was an awesome move for them. No, I, it's it was 100% the right move for them to make. Um, you know, I, and then in round two, they go and trade up again with the Panthers this time. Then they grab uh, Tevin Jenkins, who was a guy who a lot of people saw as a first-round talent at tackle. And again, that's another move I really like for him. Um, I'm not always a huge fan of moving up in the second round, but in this instance, I think with their first two picks, they got two really quality players who could be really good for them for a long time. I think so, too. And then in round five, they took another tackle, Larry Borum, out of Missouri. Um, They did give up their third-round pick and their fourth-round pick in the trades for Tevin Jenkins and Justin Fields, respectively. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, there was a gap between that. And then uh, they drafted a couple guys who... um, but you said they didn't have a ton of draft capital to work with, but I think they made the most of it. The Bears had one of my favorite drafts of any team. In round six, they drafted uh, Khalil Herbert, a running back out of Virginia Tech, and Daz Newsom, a wide receiver out of North Carolina. Both guys who I thought would probably go a little sooner, and they got them where they did, and I think those are guys who could make an impact um, mm-hmm. as much as any sixth-round pick can. I mean, you can't expect that much from them, but... You know, they're, they're at least guys who have a shot at making an impact, and that's really what you're trying to do there. The rumors out of camp are that Daz Newsom and Justin Fields have a really good connection already. Good, because I drafted Daz Newsom in uh, my Dynasty League. There you go. <laughs> even though we were picking, like, super late as a, a forever round draft. I don't even know. Screw um, it, And then they, they closed out the draft with another six-round pick, Thomas Graham, a cornerback out of Oregon, and Kyrus Tony, a defensive tackle out of BYU. Not too shabby. Yeah, no, great draft for the Bears. I absolutely love it for them. And now we're going to go to Detroit. All right, so we got a few guys that are going to eat some kneecaps. Let's uh, let's get right <sighs> to it. They uh, they were chomping at the bit, man. They were excited to run this Can pick. Can we talk out. for a second about Bring Dan it. Campbell wanting to have like a real lion? He wants to get a real lion. I love it. I respect it. Like he wants to coach actual lions. He just he's just taking it quite literally. He's like. Screw it. We're putting Simba on the fucking defensive I mean, end. <laughs> I respect it. I love it. Who's going to block that? I don't know. But uh, they were excited. They had the seventh pick, and uh, Panay Sewell fell right into their laps, and they were hyped about yeah, it. Yeah, and it really seems like it's who they wanted all along. 
Exactly. Well, you've seen the reaction in the they, draft room. They there, were pretty there, high. there was worry that they were even kind of trying to trade up with Atlanta because they were worried that uh, Cincinnati might take them. But Atlanta wasn't budging. They wanted Kyle Pitts, and they just stood pat, didn't give up anything, and got the guy they wanted all along. Yep, nothing wrong with that. Um, um, I think the reality of the situation is that uh, Dan Campbell and who's the GM they hired? Brad Holmes? I believe so, yep. Okay. Um, if I'm wrong on that, I apologize. But, I mean, I think they realize that this is a long-term rebuild. This isn't going to be a, we're going to throw a couple guys in here and compete next year. So They're building from the trenches. Yeah, love to see really, really that was the theme of this draft was just to get talent. And the first three picks of theirs were definitely evident, evidence of that. Cause Absolutely. In the second round, they took Levi Anwuzurike from Washington, who I honestly had a first-round grade on, thought he was going to slip into the back end there. Um, I mean, he's your big run stopper. I think that's going to be a really good spot for him. Yeah, no, they got him and they got Aline McNeil. In the third on, round. Yeah, yeah, they put on the third round, and that's going to – I think those are two guys that could really start on their defensive line and be uh, quality players. 100%. Moving on, they had another third-round pick in which they took Afitu Melifonwu, the corner, out of Syracuse. And I Um, really like that pick, too, because Melifonwu, I think think there was a chance he could have gone in the second round. He's a talented but raw cornerback out of Syracuse. And he's long, too. Yes. Yes. And... Like I said, I, I think that was a good place for him to go. That's a good use of resources right there. I think my favorite pick for them, obviously, other than the Penesuel, that's a home run pick. Um, I think their fourth round pick in Amon Ross St. Brown is a at least a, a triple if we're talking baseball. I think <laughs> I think he will be a sneaky good fantasy player. hundred percent. Because Detroit doesn't have a lot of targets really right now. Uh, carry on, um, carry on. Well, he left too, but. Yeah. Kenny Galladay. I, I always get those two mixed up. I don't know why. It's the uh, case. Kenny Galladay's gone. Um, Marvin Jones is gone. Um, so, yeah, they lost most of their starting wide receivers. So I think uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, this isn't a fantasy football podcast, but I think that could be a sneaky good fantasy player next year, and I like that pick a lot. Moving on, they had back-to-back picks, both 112 and 113, where they took a Monroe St. Brown, and then Derek Barnes, the linebacker out of Purdue. Yeah, another solid pick. Another really good pick. Uh, might, might be a special teams contributor or might be a starter. I don't know much about him, truthfully, but they also took a guy in the seventh round, Jamar Jefferson, who, again, I don't know a ton about, but I did watch the Oregon-Oregon State game this year, and he tore Oregon up. Like, he is the reason Oregon State won that game. Fair enough. All right. Now let's go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, who every year we just talk about how... <laughs> the Packers. <laughs> ...wonderful their draft is. What is going on out um, there? <laughs> with their first round pick, at number 29 overall, you know, they had, I mean, just a plethora of these receivers to choose from. I mean, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, Terrace Marshall. So which one did they go? Oh, they went with Eric Stokes, a cornerback out of Georgia, who most who people the, had a third-round grade on. He was the <laughs> second corner I would have taken out of that school. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a lot of people are loving that pick, but the Packers have shown that they really don't care what people think of their picks. So, you know. Um, Nor how they treat their players. <laughs> certainly not where I would have drafted Eric Stokes. Nothing against the guy. I just... Didn't see him as a first-round pick, and then they turned around, and round two they drafted Josh Myers, a center out of Ohio State, who a lot of people, again, did not have a second-round grade on, um, weren't very high on. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to drag the Packers draft here completely, but it's a little rough. But in round three, they did finally take a wide receiver, Amari Rogers from Clemson. Um I like that pick a lot, especially if Aaron Rodgers stays, which at this point I would call it a coin flip 50-50. Um, I'd say so. I mean, because a lot of people seem to think he's gone, but it's kind of one of those things It's like, eh, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but, yeah, I like that pick for him a lot. If Rodgers stays, it definitely uh, gives him another quality receiver. Um, and Aaron Rodgers seems to turn guys into – just the way he plays, it turns guys into – Good receivers. And in round four, they took Royce Newman, a tackle from Ole Miss. Not, none, none of their other picks here are really uh, getting anybody going. You know, to Daryl Slayton, defensive tackle out of Florida. Shamar Jean Charles, cornerback out of Appalachian State. Is that Shamar Jean Charles? I believe so. Uh, you mm. know, he's the cornerback out of Appalachian French State. Hat. 
Colvay and Linden, an offensive tackle from Wisconsin. I do like that pick a little bit um, where they got him. Then they took Isaiah McDuffie, a linebacker from Boston College, and Kylan Hill, a running back from Mississippi State. Mississippi. But overall, that draft is just, I don't love it. It's underwhelming. Yes. That's um, for sure. Especially, the, it's again, it's one of those things where you look at the list of guys they could have had, and you know, if they would have gotten this right, it's something where they probably could have really put themselves in a good position. But, you know, I, I mean, guess, you got the MVP. I at guess your we'll quarterback, yeah. you think that you would want to put some supporting cast around him. He's obviously still playing at a high Maybe level. Maybe try to keep him happy. Maybe try to please him a little bit. But you know, what do we know? Moving on <laughs> to the uh, old, the old purple people eaters. Minnesota. They had a whopping eleven picks. Why do the Vikings have like half the draft every year? I have no idea. It was the same. Like they had like fourteen or something last year, and like I remember just watching. I mean. I don't really pay that much attention. I'll just have like day three of the draft just on in the background, and I, every time I looked over, like the Vikings are picking again. <laughs> Minnesota like, Vikings are on the clock. Like, look, like I don't like how do they always acquire just so many picks? Uh, but anyway, in the first round, they traded down from twelve to twenty-three and got their guy in Christian Derisaw uh, out of Virginia Tech. I think that's a really good pick for them. They needed to revamp that offensive line, and that's a good piece to get it started. I think it's a fantastic move. Um, there was word that the Vikings were prepared to take uh, Justin Fields if he had made it to them at 14. Um, obviously, that didn't end up happening, and they traded down with the Jets and got the guy who they probably should have taken there all along, you know, uh, picking up extra draft capital. They got the guy they should have gotten nine spots later. Exactly. Now, they had four, you're hearing that correctly, four third-round picks. Um, with the first third-round pick at number 66, they took quarterback Kellen Mond out of A&M. Very interesting selection, a very interesting landing spot for Kellen Mond. I, think. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I mean, I like the pick overall. It never hurts to take swings on quarterback. and Especially a guy with his kind of starting experience. Yeah, again, I'm not saying this is going to be his trajectory as an NFL quarterback, but a lot of people in... I guess I've kind of seen it on some of the tape, kind of look at him and see a lot of what Dak Prescott did at Mississippi State. Sure. Um, because, listen, Dak Prescott, I mean, again, he's a guy kind of like Mon, who a lot of guys see the tools with, but was always just kind of underwhelming in college for whatever reason. And, again, I'm not saying that's what he's going to become, but, again, I don't hate the Vikings taking a swing at quarterback here. Exactly. Um you got a guy making a gazillion dollars. I mean, so. I think Kirk's got, what, two years left? I think so. Mm -hmm. um, it never hurts to start planning for the future at quarterback, especially, you know, I, I don't mind the pick. I agree 100%. Um, moving on, at 78, they took Chaz Surratt, the linebacker, out of North Carolina. Yeah, a very productive guy. Uh, they needed the linebacker in the middle of that defense. Um, and we still got Anthony Barr there, I believe, but he's not getting any younger. And, you know... Um, I like Chess Surratt a lot. I do. Me too. Um, at 86, they got Wyatt Davis again, really just hammering that offensive line. No, I thought that, yeah. I, I, I thought that was a great pick there. I love their third round as a whole. Oh, like, 100%. It's a great third round. So they attacked their offensive line with Wyatt Davis and then moved right on to the defensive line and grabbed Patrick Jones, the second out of Pitt. Yeah, another solid pick. Great pick there. Um, they dipped into the running back market with Kenny and Wagwu. Glad you said that, not me. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I, if that's not your name, I really apologize. I'm terrible. Um, but he played at Iowa State. Um, Iowa State running backs are one of those interesting picks for me. Like David Montgomery. Everybody thought David Montgomery was going to be a superstar. Still has some time. I'm not going to completely knock David Montgomery yet. But um, at 125, again in round four, they took Cameron Bynum, a corner out of California. Solid pick. Another really solid pick. Loved him coming out of college. Um, had him going a little earlier personally, but <clears throat> again in round four, yes, they had three fourth round picks. Um, they took Janarius Robinson, another edge player from Florida State. Um, again, just kind of shoring up that defensive line with a little bit of depth. Yeah, just taking swings here. Nothing wrong with that. Moving on to the fifth round, they took wide receiver Emir Smith Marset out of Iowa. I think that's kind of an un, kind of an underrated pick. I I think so too. I, I liked what I saw from him at Iowa. It was such a deep receiver draft too that I think that's the only reason yeah, he fell some guys realistically. Yeah, pushback. 
Um, moving on, again in the fifth round, they took a swing on another receiver, except a tight end this time. Um, Zach Davidson. Yeah, I'm, admittedly, I don't know much about... I can't say that I do Missouri. either. Yeah, I mean, go mules, I guess. But. Go mules. <laughs> um, another tight end coming out of Central Missouri was Delaney Walker. So I guess, you know, sometimes it does pan out. So It does. You know, hoping for the best there, I guess. And then in the sixth round with their final pick of this draft. The Tom Brady pick. With the Tom Brady pick at 199, they took Jalen Twyman, another edge defender out of Pittsburgh. Solid draft for the Vikings, I think. I think that was a really solid. I mean, yeah, I mean, they got two starters on the offensive line. They got um, possible quarterback of the future. Got possible. a couple edge players. They got a starting linebacker. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like a lot of what they. I can mean, do. when you have thirty picks, you know. <laughs> yeah, when half the draft is to you, you're bound to hit on something. <laughs> exactly. Keep doing what you're doing. Moving on to the South, the Dirty South. Let's go to the Super Bowl champions. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. Um, took Joe Tryon with the first rounder, number thirty-two overall. Um, I seen a lot of rumors he was going to sneak into the first round. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the pick, but again, when you're picking that late in the first round, just take gonna, a swing on that. I'm not, not going to tell you you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Joe Tryon is a talented football player. It's just again, I I saw better guys there, but I'm not going to hate on him for it. And then in the second round, they took uh, Kyle Trask, quarterback from Florida. That's another interesting pick here. Um, great pick for great spot for Trask to land, I think. I think um, it's a perfect spot for him to land. Because he's definitely a guy who will not be NFL ready if he's ever going to be a starter anytime soon. Um, but yeah, great spot, I think, for Kyle Trask to end up falling here. Um, then not maybe, a bad guy to learn from? No, not at all. Just, I mean, he's a journeyman, but whatever. And then in the Who th- wouldn't want to learn from Blaine Garrett? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Round <laughs> <laughs> you got me with that. Round <laughs> around three, they took Robert Hainsey, an offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Um, it was a deep tackle class, along with being a deep receiver class, and I think Hainsey might have been a little higher up. I wasn't super high on him, but again, I don't hate the pick where they got him. I think he could be a solid, I mean, swing tackle, which is what you can hope for from a third rounder. That's round four, um, they took Jalen Darden, wide receiver from North Texas, your guy. Um, we'll see how Jalen Darden does in Tampa Bay. Um, my only concern would be it seems like it's a lot of mouths to feed down there, or it's getting to be a lot of mouths to feed. Fair. Um, I think that's more of a future investment. Yeah, no, I do love Jalen Darden, though. That's an, I mean, the guy was a yak machine at North Texas. 100%. And then around five, another pick I... I like a lot is a KJ Britt linebacker from Auburn. Um, again, productive in the SEC. What more can you ask for from a fifth round pick? And then they took Chris Wilcox rounding out their draft, a cornerback from BYU, and Grant Stewart, a linebacker from Houston. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna move decent. on. That's an okay draft for the Bucks, I guess. I, mean, I, I, it, I don't love it. I don't hate it. And it's not like they were picking, you know, no. in the top ten by any means. So I mean, you're gonna get some swings on guys and kind of. What some would see as reaches, but it's one of those things. And when you're picking at, you know, 32, you just, I mean, you look at the guys available and you take who you think is the best available. Right. Um, I personally want to move on to Carolina here because I loved their draft. Um, starting with, I mean, their first round pick was J.C. Horn. I'm obviously huge on J.C. Horn. I thought that he was going to fall a little bit. That surprised a lot of people, I think. I don't think they were thinking a Horn would go. I mean, I don't think they Especially Dallas. Yeah, no, I think Dallas was very unhappy with how things folded out right before them. The two picks prior to them. you love to see it. <laughs> Man, J.C. Horn is going to be electric. I, I can't wait to see him shutting down half the field. Um, I'm obviously super high on him. I thought that if he fell to 13 that that was a possibility. Um, I doubted it very seriously, but hey, you know. Uh, moving on to round two, they grabbed Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. I think that's another really underrated pick for them. Yeah, no, that's I, I wasn't expecting him to fall that far. So, yeah, I like that pick a lot. Love it. If you're going to make Sam look good, I mean, you went out and you traded for Sam Darnold, you got to try to give know, him some weapons to make him look Curtis good. You lost Samuel in the exactly. offseason, so you need it. I mean, granted, they're very different receivers, but at least you have you know some depth behind DJ Moore. 100%. And then in the third round, they had two picks in which they took Brady Christensen, 
who is an awesome tackle. Yeah, no, was PFF's highest graded tackle last year, I believe. Um, granted, he wasn't going against super elite competition, but I mean, he did his job. He's one of the oldest prospects in this draft. He's going to be like. I think he'll be 25. Yeah, no, he's an old prospect, but, I mean, again, I don't mind that. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. And then they grabbed Tommy Trimble as well. My so again, God. the fucking blocking machine. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, there's nothing I wrong with that. I love Tommy Trimble. I was hoping we would draft him. Hey, <laughs> it just, is what it is. I just love um, That's the thing, man. I mean, they're obviously building some kind of culture out there to try to make Sam look good. Um, try to give that guy a resurgence. So I'm happy for Sam Darnold. He's got a lot of players that he can work with here. Um, in the fourth round, they stayed on the offensive side, grabbed a running back, Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. Um, one of the best running backs to come out of Oklahoma State in a long time. He was also running behind an awesome offensive line. Boomer Sooner. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to round five, they grabbed Davion Nixon out of Iowa. Defensive interior. Um, yeah, not a bad pick. I think that's a really good pick for them. They need another run stuffer. Go along with uh, Derek Brown, they drafted. Exactly. Now, moving on, they grabbed Keith Taylor, also in the fifth round, cornerback out of Washington. Another depth pick for them. I think that's going to be really solid. Um, round six, they had three picks in which they took guard Deontay Brown out of Alabama. Okay. Can never really disrespect an Alabama lineman, yeah, no matter how far he falls. Not when you're getting him that late. Yeah, exactly. Wide receiver Shy Smith out of South Carolina. Another guy who's kind of just more there for depth signing. I think that he's going to be one of those guys that will probably impress in camp and maybe get like a special teams role right off the jump. I don't think that he's going to be your you know featured receiver by any means. But um, And then in round six, my favorite pick of the draft, they took Thomas Fletcher, the Alabama long snapper. Let's go! I got a love from the long snappers go. Did you see the interview when they called him? Did you see the video of yeah, when Matt Rule called him? He's yeah. like, shut up! No! <laughs> yeah, no, that, was, that was awesome. That was, yeah, it was phenomenal. That was cool to see. You love to see it. Yeah, Shout out to long snappers. I mean, if you draft a long snapper, you'll probably get like a 10, 15 year story. You don't gotta worry. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. What more could you want from a You love to see it. Now, as far as their seventh round pick, their last pick of the draft, they took another defensive interior lineman in Phil Hoskins out of Kentucky. Right. Um, yeah, solid overall draft by the Panthers. I think I love they it. they took players, they took value where they saw it, and yeah, I'm fine with that draft. Hundred percent. All right, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. Love it. Um, I don't love Atlanta. Not even close. I uh, hate the city. Sorry, guys. Um, your traffic fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm sure it's nice. I've only ever driven through, but that sucked. They have the College Football <laughs> Hall of Fame, and that place was fucking dope. I'm sure it was, but again. Moving on. Get your fucking traffic under control. Figure anyway, out. <laughs> here's the players who will now have to deal with that traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Round one, they took uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. The, you know, I think their first round pick is kind of really where the draft was starting to get interesting. Even though, I mean, you could say with the 49ers, but we all knew they were going to take a quarterback. It was just a matter of which one. Um, they ultimately go Kyle Pitts, tight end in Florida, and I am perfectly fine with that pick, especially if they are going to lose Julio Jones. 100%. Um, you need a big body that can yeah, catch balls in the red zone. You need weapons, and Kyle Pitts is just that weapons. He is going to put up some numbers playing with Matt Ryan. <laughs> I'd like to just throw a little fun fact out there. His combine was eerily similar to that of Calvin Johnson. Not to say... That he's gonna, you know, have that kind of trajectory and be a Calvin Johnson, but this man is very large. Yeah, no. Um, and for being primarily a receiving threat at tight end, he's also he's not a bad run blocker when he needs to be. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's you're gonna think number four overall is high for his tight end, but Kyle Pitts is a special player. Hundred percent. And then in the second round, they go with Richie Grant, a safety out of Central Florida. Um, I like Richie Grant a lot, actually. Um, not as many people are as high on him. Again, I think he's one of his prospects. He's a little older. I think he's a 24. Um, but round two, pick 40, I don't mind that spot for Richie Grant at all. Um, they need help on their defense. Just try and draft starters. Um, and then they round three, they took uh, offensive lineman Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, who for a while was getting some first-round buzz, but it kind of quieted. He ends up going in the third round to Atlanta. Um I didn't. I wasn't super high on Mayfield, but where they got him, I, that's a fine. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it. and then um, 
Fourth round, they had two picks. They took Daryl Hall, cornerback from San Diego State, and Drew Dalton, center from Stanford. Then round five, they go to Quan Graham, defensive interior from Texas. And also in round five, I'm going to absolutely butcher this name. Edit Combo Ogunji? I'll give it a shot. Let me see what we got. I have no idea what the fuck that is. We apologize if we absolutely butcher this because there's a good chance we're going to. Adetokounmpo. Adetokounmpo. Ogundeji. Ogundeji. Adetokounmpo Ogundeji. Defensive end from Notre Dame. Uh, I hope you don't become anything. Sorry, I just don't want to have to remember your name. 100%. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) No disrespect. And then again in round five, they take Avery Williams, a cornerback from Boise State. And round six, they close out their draft. They take Frank Darby, wide receiver from Arizona State. All right. Um, yeah, I, I like their first three picks. Everything else is just kind of meh. Yeah, just kind of yeah. meh. N- nothing too it's exciting. Like okay drafts, I guess. Moving down to the bayou down there in New Orleans. Down uh, bayou. So there's a couple people let's that... Do this, uh, let's do this entirely in a cage. <laughs> absolutely not. That <laughs> We will have no viewers by the end. No listeners at all after that. No, no, no. Oh, bon, 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 <laughs> That's the worst kind of person. I want you to know that. <laughs> it's like a mixture of French and like... Hillbilly. It's like the worst accent you could possibly have. It really is. Sorry, Cajuns. I'm not you're sorry. Speaking English. Your food is awesome. <laughs> exactly. Stop. Your food is awesome, but Absolutely. please shut the fuck up. I'm sure New Orleans is a great city. I can't wait to go one day. We had a couple guys on there that uh, we had as players to watch. Um, with the first round pick at 28, they took Peyton Turner, edge rusher out of Houston. Bit of a reach for Peyton Turner, I think. I'd say so. Um, there was there was edge rushers there I liked better. I think it was a bit of a reach. I'd say so. I think with uh, I think Gregory Russo was still on the board there. Um, uh, Jason now Adafe Oye. Yeah, Adafe Oye. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't say that. Hey, I'd rather be called Adafe before the draft process. So Everybody's before, been calling him Jason. I was gonna say before everyone got used to calling you Jason. You couldn't have said this. Um, sorry, sorry, not sorry, but yeah, no. I think there was. I think it was a bit of a reach with the guys that were still available. Peyton Turner. We'll see how that ends up. Um. But round two, they grabbed Pete Werner out of Ohio State, Stop. linebacker. Like Love it. that pick. That was a guy that we said to look out for, yeah. and there he is. Very productive um, in the Big Ten. Um, I think he could start a linebacker. I think so, too. Um, moving on to the third round, they got another guy who I really like in Paulson Adebo, the corner out of Stanford. Yeah, a bit of a he's a bit of a project, um, but he's got, so. he's got all the athletic tools you want. 100%. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I really do. The next pick I didn't like just because... At all. Uh, you know... I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to hold that. Um, exactly. The fourth round, pick 133, they take quarterback Ian Book, winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. Why? Oof, I don't know. <laughs> like a mediocre arm. He's not athletic. Like, what do you like? What do you see in this guy? Do you think he's going to be the next Drew Brees? Like, if you wanted to take a swing on him in the seventh round, whatever. But the fourth round, there's still good players he could be had. So many. And so many good. Ian Book, I... I was borderline on just saying he's not even draftable. <laughs> and then there he is, fourth round. But you take him. I guess there was that run in the third round where, you know, those yeah, guys are going. Like, was, he, was Ian Book that hot of a commodity? He and I wasn't. just didn't know he, it. he just wasn't. There's not a chance. They didn't have a fifth round pick. They jump right to the sixth round and take offensive tackle Landon Young out of Kentucky. Uh, SEC lineman, another one of those things, you know. We'll see. Um, and then to round out their draft, didn't have a whole lot of picks. They took Kawan Baker, wide receiver out of South Alabama. Yeah, don't love that draft for the Saints. Not great. The Peyton Turner pick was a reach, and you took a guy who... You got Pete Werner? Was, I was borderline, like, is he even draftable? You know, I just don't get it. Now but i got to fucking do the Cowboys. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. Let's <laughs> move to the NFC East. Um... Round nine, pick 12, after trade down with the Eagles, they got my guy, Micah Parsons. That hurt. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, um, they got a good player, um, even though they, I mean, I thought they were set Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith, even though I think Jalen Smith is kind of poopy and Leighton Vanderesh can't stay healthy. Uh, you know. Um, but um, they got a good player in the first round. And then they take a guy with a ton of character concerns, um, Kelvin Joseph, a cornerback out of Kentucky. Seems like the Cowboys, like, because Michael Parsons had some too, it seemed like the Cowboys theme of the draft was like, How many criminals can take? They got red flags, let's fucking go. 
Hey, but you know what? If Kelvin Joseph doesn't make it in the NFL, he's an aspiring rapper, from what I hear. I have not listened to your SoundCloud, Kelvin, but I'll get right on that. Side note about players or former players rapping. Did you hear Isaiah Wilson's rap? Dude, it's bad. It's so so bad. It is so bad. (laughs) Like, is he doing this to be funny, or is he like... Hey, bro, check this out. I'm going to retire from the NFL real quick. And then I'm just going to drop this hot garbage. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I give the Cowboys credit here because they really were making an effort to try and address the defense, even if they were taking some guys with some character concerns. Uh, round three, they take Osea Digizua, defensive tackle from UCLA. Don't mind that pick there. Um, here's, no. Um, then they took in at round, another round three pick. They had three picks in the third round. Uh, they took Chauncey Goldson, defensive end from Iowa, again, trying to shore up that defense of any line any way they can. Here's the pick that a lot of people were scratching their heads on. Uh, mm. Nashawn Wright, quarterback yeah. from Morgan State. He was on some TV show, no? Nashawn Wright? I don't believe so. He, no, he was was on, he on a... He was on, like, Last Chance U. Something like that, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people, like, didn't even have him on their draft board. Didn't think he was draftable. He's... Really oddly sized corner. He's like six four and like God, I'm gonna look this up. Sorry for the he's six, six four and he's only like hundred and eighty pounds. He's a really odd size for a corner. And a lot of people were not like I said didn't really think he was a draftable player. And the Cowboys took him in the third round. And I don't know. That just, yeah, it just seems like a pretty. <laughs> High Seems like a, I mean, pick for. Uh, I guess we'll see. You know, any chance I get to shit on the Cowboys, I'll take. So. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and then in round four, they all they took uh, Jabril Cox, linebacker from LSU. I like that pick a lot for him. Actually, I think that's good. Mm, sorry, good value getting Jabril Cox in round four. I didn't think they needed that long. Yeah. Then again in round four, they take Josh Ball, offensive tackle from Marshall. Um, trying to get some depth behind there. A lot of their guys have been getting hurt, so can't blame them there. Then round five, a guy who I think is a really interesting player, uh, Simi Fajoko, wide receiver from Stanford. He's a big guy who makes a lot of contested catches, but his routes are sloppy. Poopy. Sloppy. Real poopy. Yeah. Um, interesting pick, though, I think, in the fifth round. Not worth a shot if you can coach him up, because he's, I mean, he's, got, he's got some physical tools there. Uh, round six, they took Quentin Bahana, defensive tackle from Kentucky. Also, round six, they took Israel Mukamu. 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 I'm terrible with pronunciation. You know this. Oh, 100%. This quarterback from South Carolina, and then they rounded it out in round seven, taking Matt Farniak. Farniak? I got nothing on that. Sorry, Matt. I'm going to say Farniak. That sounds right. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Offensive guard from Nebraska. So. Interesting draft for the Cowboys. Uh, some picks I like, some I don't. Um, but they're just trying to fix that defense any way they can. Anybody who says that the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East with Dak coming back has never watched their defense. We're going to hear that all offseason, though. Dak, um, Dak's back. Dak looks better than before. The Zeke's Cowboys in, are back. Zeke's in the best shape of his life. Yeah, and everyone, Everyone's going to, oh, the Cowboys are going to run away with the NFC Sure. Dak Prescott hands to Zeke. He goes over 1,200 yards on the season. <laughs> Cowboys lose 40 to 38. <laughs> Bumps. <laughs> Bumps. I'm Moving trying, on. I'm trying to be nice. Hey, I'm not. Moving on, we're going to New York. All right, Empire State. The Giants move down. First time the Gettleman's ever done that in a draft. Um, I'd say he got the most of it. I'd say he got the most of it, too. You want to make Daniel Jones look good? Go get him Kadarius Tony. I'm going to tell you why I have an issue with this pick, though. Go ahead. Um, I have an issue with this pick because Jason Garrett is still their offensive True. coordinator, is he not? Correct. Kadarius Tony. this is almost akin to when the then St. Louis Rams drafted Taylon Austin. Oof. And, like, clearly the talent Trade it up. But they didn't know what the hell to do with them. 100%. And I think that's that kind of reminds me of this pick, because what's Jason Garrett going to do with Kadarius Tony? We'll see. You know, I mean, I... They did get Kenny Galladay. They're just trying to get Daniel Jones weapons. I respect the approach. But, I don't know, I just 
I mean, I'm not you still got Sterling Shepard. I'm not saying there. it's a bad pick. I love the pick for him. It's just what are you going to do with him? You got to make sure that you're tailoring the offense to this Swiss Army knife that you just drafted. Yeah. Um, in the second round, they got Aziz Ojolari, which is a guy that everybody had a first round grade yeah, on. No. I had a first round grade on him. So Great to grab spot. him, grab him at fifty. That's awesome. First three picks here for the Giants, really, I love. I think that he was the most pro ready pass rusher yeah. in the draft. I think that was definitely. Um, especially he, coming out of Georgia pro system. He was system. the most productive out of all. Hundred percent sure. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out for him. And then in the third round, they grab quarterback Aaron Robinson out of UCF. That's another one, like you said, yeah, I really I like. like. I like that pick a lot. Uh, both the UCF guys, Richie Grant and Aaron Robinson, I liked a lot coming out this year. Um, need to get him a player like that in the third round. It's a good, good pick. Definitely good value pick. Moving on to four. Um, in the fourth round, they grabbed an edge rusher and Ellerson Smith out of Northern Iowa. Um, I didn't see a lot on Ellerson Smith personally, um, so I, I truthfully don't really know much about him. Um, I can imagine that as a fourth-round pick in a super heavy edge class, maybe he got pushed back, and I just don't know much about him. Um, in the sixth round, no fifth-round pick for them, but they did have two sixth-round picks. They took running back Gary Brightwell out of Arizona. Okay. And another corner in Rodarius Williams out of Oklahoma State, which was their final pick of their draft. Okay, yeah. Um, solid overall draft, I think, for the Giants. Like I said, I love Yeah, they weren't working picks. with, like, a ton, but... First three picks I like a lot, especially if Jason Garrett can figure out how to use Kadarius Tony. Yeah, 100%. All right, we're going to Philly next. Philly. All right. They traded up with the Cowboys two spots to fuck the Giants and say, hey, we want Devontae Smith. Yep. And you're not getting him. Um, wide receiver from Alabama. Um, obviously the Heisman winner last year. Um, they drafted Jalen Rager last year. I guess the theme of this draft is just trying to see what you have in Jalen Hurts. I love it. I, I don't hate the pick. I mean, like I said, they need to build that receiving core up. They already got Jalen Rager. Um, exactly. Just try to get Hurts some weapons and see if he has anything. See what you got in him. And then you spent a second round pick on him. Might as well figure it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Round two, they took Landon Dickerson, a guard slash center from Alabama, interior offensive lineman. Guy who... Probably would have gone in the first round, but had some injury concerns. I think he tore those the damn same knees. A- yeah, those tore, damn knees. Tore the same ACL twice. I want to say, um, hell of a player when he plays, though. Oh, absolutely. Um, then round three, they took one of the more interesting uh, interior defensive line prospects this year, and Milton Williams, a defensive end from Louis. Or they they have him listed as a defensive end. I think he'll end up playing tackle, uh, Louisiana Tech. Um, He's a great interior pass rusher. Numbers similar to Aaron Donald coming out. I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Donald. Similar. Don't. Don't. It's very hard to be Aaron nobody, Donald. Nobody, Aaron Donald is, is Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah, it's, he's an interesting guy. We'll say that. Um, around four, they took Zach. Mc, Zach. Sorry, not Zach. Zach, yeah. Zach McPherson, cornerback from Texas Tech. You're better than Go that. Red Raiders. Then around five, they took Kenneth Gainwell, running back from Memphis, a guy I liked a lot. Um, Memphis just keeps churning out those running backs year after year. Yes, they do. And then round six, they took Marlon Tui Pelotu. I got that right. Hell yeah. tackle from US, USC. And then around six, they also took Taron Jackson, defensive end from Coastal Carolina. Go Chanticleers. <laughs> also around six, they took Jacoby Stevens, safety from LSU. And rounding out their draft, they took Patrick Johnson, defensive end from Tulane. You love to see it. Yeah. I think it was a decent draft for them. Yeah, overall. I mean, I think they took some swings, hoping hoping with uh, Milton Williams and Lena Dickerson. But if they work out, it'll be good for them. I think so. Moving on to <clears throat> Washington. My team. Uh, first round, we drafted a name. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we took uh, Jamin Davis. The football player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 19 overall, linebacker from Kentucky. Uh, a late riser in the draft process. I'm still kind of... If you don't pick, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Um, I feel like it could have been a little bit of a reach, but I'm going to trust Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio in taking a linebacker, a position they both played, and, you know, it was a huge need on our Make defense. it worse. And, you know, I think, he'll get, I think he'll get some production behind that defensive line. Um, round two, they took Sam Cosme, offensive tackle from Texas. Love it. Um, bit of a raw tackle coming out, I think, but... Um, I like getting to Cosby here. He's got 
all the physical tools you could want. And his technique's not bad. Uh, they'll coach him up. I think with the recent release of Morgan Moses, they're planning on starting him at right tackle. That was such a weird thing for me. That it came was, out of nowhere. It was for me, too. I wasn't a huge fan of that move at all. And then around three, they took... This might be my favorite pick for my team's draft, personally. It's a Benjamin St. Juice cornerback from Minnesota. Very long corner. Uh, he's a big corner, but... Uh, Jack Del Rio kind of shut anything down about him potentially moving to safety because he said he sees him as a cornerback. Um, I think it's going to take him a little bit to learn the system, but definitely later on in the year, I think they move him to starting on the outside opposite William Jackson and move Kendall Fuller into the slot where he plays his best. And then again in round three, I think a very good pick, Diami Brown, wide receiver from North Carolina. Um, not a lot of people were expecting Diami Brown to be the here of the slate, um, I was thrilled to get him. I think he will, I mean, we need more offensive weapons, and I think he will definitely contribute. Um, round four, we took John Bates, tight end from Boise State. A uh, bit of an interesting pick. I guess they wanted more of a blocking tight end. I thought for sure they would go, um, now I'm blanking. It, it's a Miami guy. Who am I thinking of? Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan. Sorry, guys. Um, he was still available at this point, but I guess they wanted more of a traditional blocking tight end. Um, from what I hear about Bates, he has great hands. I don't really know much about him other than that. Uh, round five, they took Derek Forrest, safety from Cincinnati. Um, apparently, the special teams coach is very high on him, so I guess that's where they see him playing to start. We'll see if he works his way into the starting lineup, but apparently a very good special teamer. <laughs> and round six, um, they took uh, Long Snapper, Woo! great name. Loving long snappers. Give it to us. Especially when it's Cameron Cheeseman. From Let's Michigan. go. This man's name is Cheese Man. That's fucking awesome. Electric factory. Electric. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm getting a jersey. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, then they had three picks in round seven. They took William Bradley King, a defensive end from Baylor. Then they also took Shaka Tony, another defensive end from Penn State. And that's a very interesting pick. Um, very productive. He was probably. Behind Micah Parsons, he was probably Penn State's second-best defender. Um, word out of camp from Washington is they are going to move him to uh, Sam Linebacker because he's undersized for a defensive end, and that's a position sure. of need. Makes so sense. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And then when they're rounding out their draft, they took Dax Milne, wide receiver from BYU. Um, I mean, we'll see if he makes it through camp, but I like him a lot. Um, I think it's a solid draft overall for yeah. you guys. Oh, like I said, didn't love... Uh, Jamin Davis in the first round, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, of the linebackers that was that were there, rather, I didn't really see Jamin Davis as the guy, but you know. he's kind of your all-around linebacker that can do everything, and that's kind of what they're looking for in Washington. Um, yeah. So I guess it makes sense. Um, <sighs> Time to head out west. I'm going to go ahead and take things to the southwest. I'm talking about Los Angeles. Um, I'm going to go, because they didn't have a first-round pick. Um, they apparently hate those. They always just Give them away. Fuck them. Uh, you know, first round picks don't ever turn out to be anything anyway, so fuck, fuck it. Um, but in the second round, with their first pick of the draft, number 57, they took 2-2 Atwell out of Louisville, wide receiver. Isn't it a bit ironic that um, they had Orlando Pace read the 2-2 Atwell pick, a guy who weighed in at the medical combine at 149 pounds? Not even 150 pounds. Orlando <laughs> Pace, if you've ever seen him in person, which I have, I've been around him in person, is the most massive human being I've ever come across. He is a behemoth he of a man. He is a very, like, he's, I don't even know if he's a man. Like, he's just ridiculous. He's some kind he's of like alien. Six, that man's a eight, giant. like 380 pounds. He's just ridiculous. He's huge. And the guy they drafted is, by all means, the speedster they wanted. Um, it's the really fast, you know, speedster Still, guy. But it's hard to digest. 149 pounds would be the smallest NFL receiver to ever enter the NFL. I'm going to need him to put on some muscle. Yeah, 100%. Moving on to the third round, they took linebacker Ernest Jones out of South Carolina. Ernest Jones. Ernest, what a great name. Um, okay pick. I'm okay with that. Um, in the fourth round, they grabbed a defensive lineman and Bobby Brown the third out of Texas A&M. Um, not a super, like we said before, it wasn't a super deep class for defensive linemen on the interior. Um, Bobby Brown was an interesting one to me, another raw guy who, I mean, if you get him learning behind Aaron Donald, let's see what happens, I guess. Uh, not bad for a fourth round pick. Now they did have another fourth round pick, so three total. 
in which they took Jacob Harris, the wide receiver, out of Central Florida. Yeah. He's a little bit bigger than 150 pounds, so okay, we'll, hopefully. we'll hope that that works out for him. <laughs> uh, now, with their fifth-round pick, number 174, they took a edge rusher, and edge rusher rather, in Ernest Brown the fourth. Yeah, it seems like they took a lot of uh, kind of unknowns to me. I'd say so, too. Um, they have two Ernests in one draft. So. And they also have two Browns. If they just and two buy Ernest Jones and Bobby Brown, and Bobby Brown, they got Ernest Brown. Heck, yeah. Um, he is an edge rusher out of Northwestern. Uh, I didn't really know too much about him, to be real honest. Um, and then in the seventh round, they dipped into the running back market and got Jake Funk. Great name. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. Running back out of Maryland. Hopefully he can bring some funk Could to that team. Back. I'd say He's so. He's big enough. He's a big boy. And then they had a couple more seventh round picks. Um, ben Skoranek? Sk- 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 I don't know how to say it. Like yeah, I got it? nothing on that, sir. Sorry about that. Skoranek. Skoranek. I'm just going to say that. Wide receiver from Notre Dame and Chris Garnett, linebacker from football powerhouse. Powerhouse, sorry. Concordia St. Paul. You love it. Concordia. I'm just going to knock out Seattle because this is going to be quick. Yeah, just bang uh, Just bang it. Three draft picks. They took Dwayne Eskridge, Western Michigan, wide receiver. Um, going to be a good compliment to uh, God, uh, oh, DK and Tyler Lockett. DK and Tyler Lockett. I don't know why I'm forgetting names today. Um, Trey Brown, cornerback from Oklahoma, your guy. Love to see it. And round six, they took Stone Forsythe, offensive tackle from Florida. And that is the Seahawks draft. Another hell of a name. Hell Stone yeah. Forsythe. You love it. Um, I, I don't have much to comment on their actual picks. Uh, yeah, realistically. Um, Trey Brown was a guy who played corner at Oklahoma, but will play safety in the NFL. Um, Arizona, I think, was an interesting one. I want to go ahead and talk about them. Sure. Um, at 16, they took Zayvon Collins. Linebackers and back-to-back here. I personally didn't see that one coming. No. Um, but Zayvon Collins is a behemoth of a man as well. Yeah, big um, for a linebacker. He's a freak, and he is athletic as shit. Um, he's basically Isaiah Simmons, but fucking 90 pounds heavier. <laughs> the man is a giant, but I love that pick for them. Um, they lost Hassan Reddick, so if they do move him to the edge, you have Chandler Jones, Hassan Reddick, and J.J. Watt. Or, excuse me, not Hassan Reddick. It would be Zayvon Collins, Chandler Jones, and J.J. Watt. That's a pretty solid squad there. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the second round, they grabbed Rondale Moore, a guy that I had a first round grade on. I thought that he would definitely go in the first round, but mm-hmm. he fell to 49. Yeah. Um, electric guy. I think he's going to be awesome in that offense. Yeah. Um, um, my guy. I loved Rondale. Um, we'll see if Cliff Kingsbury knows what the hell to do with him. If anybody does, it's going to be Cliff Kingsbury. I'll believe I, it when I see it. I, I'm with you. <laughs> but moving on to the fourth round, no third round pick for them. Um, they took cornerback Marco Wilson out of Florida. Now, was this the famous uh, threw a shoe and got basically had them lose the LSU game? I believe Marco so. Marco <laughs> Wilson, that's, that's the bit same of guy. a bonehead, um, talented player, but a bit of a bonehead. Does he want to be a rapper too? Because I'll subscribe to his SoundCloud as well. I, I like I don't know this, but I'm sure he does. <laughs> Moving on to the sixth round, they took an edge defender in Victor Dumakeje. Demuka J. That makes more sense. I'm going to butcher these. It's, it is what it is. I'm, I'm worse than you, Marcy. Edge defender out of Duke. Um, not a bad pick for them. They need to shore up a little bit more of their edge defenders considering J.J. Watt is 100 years old. And, yeah. You know, um, okay. have some depth there. Nothing wrong with that. Round Also in round six, they took cornerback Tate Gowan out of Central Florida. Love that pick. Love really Tate love Gowan, that pick. Especially uh, getting him in the sixth round. Sixth round is insane. Steal. 223 is insane for Tate Gowan. Nah, he could start. I'd say so as well. Um, we'll see how he fares in camp, especially having a regular preseason and things of that nature. Right. Um, round seven, they had two picks in which they took safety James Wiggins out of Cincinnati. And center um, might play guard as well in Michael Minette out of Penn State. Okay. I love it. Um, I think it's an okay draft. Again, I... Um, I, I think their first three picks are my favorite. Love Tay Gowan, too. Marco Wilson, again, if they can just get him under control. He's a very talented player, but he's just made some bonehead moves. Um, I love how old-school linebacker Zayvon Collins is. Yeah. 6'5". He weighed in at 270 pounds. They needed just a some freak. help on the defense, and they also got a weapon for Kyle Murray and Rondell Moore. you love to see it. Um, interesting thing for me before we go on to the San Francisco 49ers sure. by Rondell Moore is... Um, if he takes over the Larry Fitzgerald role uh, last year where he just kind of going off screens, he's going to get a lot of yards. Oh, 100%. Just 
Because he can make guys miss. That's what you need. Now we're going out to the bay. Where the biggest pre-draft trade took place. San Francisco traded up to number three overall um, with the Dolphins and took ended up taking Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Rub it in. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so the Mac Jones smokescreen was just that. Um, a smokescreen. Um, Mac ended up where he needed to be. Yeah, no. Exactly where everyone thought he was going to be. Um, Trey Lance to San Francisco. Do you like the fit? Honestly, I do. Um, he's got all the physical tools that you want, and who better to teach him the game than Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. Um, we'll see if he starts right away or what they do with Jimmy G. We'll see how that situation plays out. But, again, yeah, I like the pick for him. I love it. Then around two, they took Aaron Banks, a guard from Notre Dame. A uh, little bit of a reach. I, I think, think so. there was better interior offensive linemen there, but, you know, whatever. Take who you want to take. Um, round three, they go back into the Trey Pole and take Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Ohio State. Oklahoma. Well, shut your mouth. He made his name in Oklahoma. Let's be honest. second guess myself there. <laughs> Just mess with um, I think he's going to be another one who's going to be a fantasy star next year. I think he's going to get a lot of touches there. I, I think really so, too. Do. And then around three again, they took Ambry Thomas, cornerback from Michigan. Didn't have a pick again until round five, where they had three. They took Jalen Moore, offensive tackle from Western Michigan. And then they took Demandre Lenore. Did you got something? No, he's got a hell of a name, too. What? Diamandre... 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 Lenore. Lenore, cornerback from Ohio State. Hell Oregon. I almost said Ohio State. Hell of a name. God damn it, San Francisco. Talanoa Hufunga? Hufunga. Talanoa Hufunga. Safety from USC. And then another running back who I liked a lot, actually. They took Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana, Go Rage and Cajuns. You love it. Yeah. I like what the 49ers did here. Um, I love it. I, they, I think they that... I love the Aaron Banks pick, but everything else, I'm... I'm, I'm on board. I'm content. Um, I'm with you on the Trey Sermon thing. Obviously, I'm going to be a little biased because I watched a lot of Oklahoma when he was there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the man can do everything. I think he's going to be another one of those sure. huge weapons there. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think Trey Lance is going to be the guy there. I don't think that he has to play at all this year, if not, you know, late into this year. Yeah, um, like I said, I've heard some people say that they might just go ahead and start, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, yeah, that is our NFC draft recap. All right, you guys know the dealio. If you like the podcast, we'll be back sometime. If you like just, the podcast. It's not, it's not going to be any time within probably I don't know, maybe a month. It's going to be a while. Let's yeah, be unless honest. Unless there's some like. Big news to come out about something. It's going to be a little bit. Listen, we could touch your summers. We could touch on the Julio stuff. We could touch on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. But until things start moving, there's going to be no news. Don't think about football till August. Good call. If you like the podcast, be a friend. Tell a friend. Shout out Pat McAfee. See you in August. And we'll see you in August.